Welcome. We hope you enjoy this recording from Christ City Church, based in Dublin, Ireland. For more podcasts and information on the church, please visit ChristCityChurch.ie. Thank you for listening. It's nice to have you here. Thank you for coming. So Greg and I are going to be leading today's AGM. Uh, okay, our fourth AGM. We'll be done by quarter to uh, seven. Okay, so wisdom and vision. So when you think about church and, 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 and finances, you need this balance. You know, you got, and you'll have come across people and you'll be one of the two. You know, I'm all about the vision. We should do this and God will provide. And you hear these amazing stories of people like George Muller or whoever, like these people who just trusted and God provided and they had vision. And then you hear you get another type of person who goes, no, 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 but we should just be wise about it. Like who are we and what have we got and how many people are we? And so we're trying to balance wisdom and vision. Vision says, God, where are you taking us and what do you want to do with us and what could you do? And, uh, and wisdom says, well, you know, Lord, how many of us are there and, and what's realistic and what happened last year? Um, and so we want to be trusting in God whilst using our brains. And I guess an AGM is a place to do that, uh, to think about where God's taking us, how we can make disciples in Dublin and trust him for that, but also use um, the wisdom he's given us. So we're going to be thinking about that today. If we're just wisdom, well, we don't, lack, we, we, we don't have this sense of trusting God for what he could do. And we don't want to be a church like that. We want to be a church that says, we trust God, and we don't know what he might do. And he might do more than we ask or imagine <laughs> today. But we also need to be wise. God, what have you given us? And who have you given us? And how much have you given us? The other thing I want to say is about money and transparency. Uh, Paul has this verse when he's talking about an offering that's coming from the churches um, in Asia to the church in Jerusalem. And he says, um, not in Asia, sorry, in, in Corinth. And uh, he says, we want to avoid any criticism of the way we administer this liberal gift, the gift of the Corinthian church to the Jerusalem church. For we are taking pains to do what is right, not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of man. And that's what tonight's about, is a moment of transparency to say we are, we are doing everything we can to do not only what's right in the eyes of the Lord, but also in front of other people. And uh, the church, as you know, has made a big, big mess of this historically. And so we want to handle money correctly, and we seem to be handle, handling money correctly and open to change and, and, and constructive feedback. Of course, we can't share everything because some things are personal to certain people, but we won't want to hide anything either. Uh, so that's something else to say. So we need wisdom and vision. We need to be transparent uh, with our money. And then also so a call to partnerful. And at the end, Paul at the beginning of his letter to the Philippian church says, I thank God for your partnership in the gospel. And at the end, in chapter 4, he says, now let's talk about money. And he's talked about lots of other things. He says, I want to get to the money bit. And they've given and he wants, he wants them to continue to give. It's almost like a missionary letter saying, keep supporting. And, um, and so I, today is not just about being accountable. It's not just about what the vision is. It's not just about trying to be wise. It's not just about being transparent. It's about saying to you guys here, have whatever, 25, 30 of us, please be partners. Please pray. Please own the church. Please uh, think about uh, not just receiving, but, but being this owner, this partner, uh, this giver. Um, and that includes financial giving and financial partnership, but also includes prayer and thinking about, Lord, where are you taking us as church? And wh- what should we, we should be focusing more here and we're not, and, and that bothers me because you have an ownership of the church. So I really want to encourage you to think about owning the church. At the moment, we have 32 regular givers in church. Now, we're a church of about 100 people. 
We have 32 regular givers. So there's clearly a lack of ownership there from what we can see in the finances where people go, oh, I, I, I dip in, but I don't own the church. I don't partner. It's not mine. I'm not giving my money in. And we want to say, why? What's going on? Let's change that. It's an important personal spiritual discipline, but it's important uh, to be part of the, of, of the, of the body of Christ. Uh, a couple of things, Leanne and I don't know who gives, and I say this every time, and we don't receive any money from the church. So as I go through all this, do, do, you know, do bear those two things in mind. Um, that may change over time, but at the moment, that's, that's the, the situation. Let me say a bit about vision of values. Here's our, here it is. Here's our vision to make a positive impact spiritually, culturally, and socially to the city of Dublin. So spiritually, we want to see people come to know, come to faith in Christ and inherit eternal life through having faith in Christ. Uh, culturally, we want to make a difference to the city of Dublin, so that the values of the kingdom might be demonstrated in the city, you know, justice and peace. And socially, we want to care for those that are downtrodden uh, and uh, have less. So that's our vision, to make a difference in the city. And our values, uh, we talk about mission, discipleship, community, and leadership. So everyday mission, we want to be people that are on a mission every day, outward focused. Deep discipleship, that we're growing in our relationship with Christ. Authentic community, what Leanne was speaking about today, that we're united together across all earthly boundaries and development of leadership that we're always thinking beyond and not settling. So that's our vision and our values. But let me talk about just briefly, because we're going to come to the money now. What about the coming years? So vision and the coming years. I've come up with five M's, okay? There you go. Mm. Mm, there you go. That was a nice five M's. First one is, and I don't know what's going on with the PowerPoint, but we want to be a multiplying church. So we've said this for a while, that we'd love to become a church planting church. And so that's why we want leadership development high on our values. That's why we want city groups to multiply. And God willing, over the next two, three, four, who, you know, whenever we feel the right time is, whenever God pushes us out, that we would plant another church or congregation. So as we think about the future, we want to be a multiplying church. Secondly, today's talk, we want to be a multi-ethnic, multi-generational family church. All ages, all backgrounds, all nationalities, all ethnic groups, grandparents, babies that are crying, uh, toddlers, children, teenagers, students, young couples, singles, everything. Okay? We want to become this. And we are now. It's wonderful. About three or four years ago, we weren't. But now we're becoming. It's great to see. And increasingly so. We want to be a missional church. And what I mean by that is that everything we do is for the non-churched. Uh, it's not quite everything. We definitely would have moments where it's for the church. But we're thinking always, is this something that can connect to the non-churched? So what typically happens in church life is you go, I like it like this, and I prefer it like that. I wish we did more of that. We should do this. And you're thinking about you. And right from the start of this church, we said, what does the skeptical dub think of our church? What do you think? And we mustn't lose that edge. And it can quickly go, oh, we should do that. And it's not that we can't change and mold. But our primary way of thinking about church is not what do I want, but my non-Christian friend who's from Dublin, what might help them? And so we want to be this missional church that always thinks about the non-church over our own personal preferences and styles and things. Plus things that we might do youth alpha in the school, we do the intro course, uh, and we want to think more about city group projects. How can our city groups find ways of engaging in the city? Thirdly, fourthly, this is the most, you know, not quite the M that doesn't work the best. We want to be a merciful church. Uh, and what I mean by that is, yeah, I mean, really a servant-hearted church in the city. And so acts of mercy, uh, you know, mercy and justice. So again, with things like maybe Christians Against Poverty, which were just, you know, again, early stages. It hasn't quite happened yet. Uh, city groups, again, early stages. We haven't found ways of city groups regularly getting involved in the city. 
Uh, but also, maybe most importantly, people going, this is my church, my city. I'm settling down for five or ten years so we can become a multiplying church. Otherwise, we'll just keep losing people and we'll send them and we'll bless them. And, and obviously, everyone needs to decide before God what to do. And we trust God for that. But that there's a call to think, actually, is this a place I can invest in so that the church can grow, so we can multiply churches, so the kingdom of God can grow. And so to be a merciful church, instead of going, what, a, what do I want? You know, what does the city need? Uh, how do I make career choices and family choices around me or around the kingdom of God in the city? And so we need wisdom for that, of course, and discussion and prayer. And finally, a maturing church. And again, we're seeing this maturity in wisdom, in vision, in love, in servant-heartedness, in stability. Just as we grow as a church, we, don't, we, we grow in wisdom and stuff that Leanne was talking about today in depth of community. So five M's as we think about the coming year. Um, and the where does the money go as we think about that? Well, definitely into the leadership. Uh, we might need buildings for some of this, you know, renting spaces in the city centre, uh, places where we can do mission or have, have city groups and things like that. Um, things like Alpha and Intro cost a lot. Our Sunday gatherings, we're going to see, cost quite a bit. We've just hired a kids and families worker. She'll start next week. So that's us investing in the family side of the, of the church. Um, so... The finance team is consists of Greg Sykes and Ola Nadetona there. So Greg oversees it. He took it over from Justin this year or last year. And Ola does most of the kind of de the detailed day-to-day -day of accounting and, and making sure things are organized. And then Justin, we couldn't get rid of him. So we kept him on as a trusted. So we really value Justin's input because he kicked the whole thing off. So that's the sort of finance team as it is now. And then I... Unfortunately, also have to be involved. Not unfortunately, I'm involved still. So over to Greg. He's going to take you through the finances. Great, thank you. So yeah, Steve's doing a lot of the words. I'm doing a lot of the numbers. So is there anyone, any big fans of spreadsheets out there? Yeah, oh, yeah it's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. Okay. All right, good stuff. So um, yeah, so I'm just going to take you through the next slide here. So that should click on. Perfect. So there's some numbers. So there's 2018. You can see behind me. The big yellow box at the bottom shows that our income was higher than our expenditure, which is, is a good thing. So that's a good thing to start with for, for 2018. Um, and something to mention as well is um, obviously this the budget for 2018 is something Justin did. And uh, I think our income was it was within two grand of what Justin predicted in 2017. So great effort from Justin to to get that in a good position. So if you ever want anything around predicting the future, <laughs> speak to Justin, he's your man. So great effort there. <laughs> so we are in a good position. That's the first thing to say. We are also in, I'd say, a fortunate position. And we're very fortunate because Steve and Leanne do a lot of work for the church and they put a lot of effort in and they don't get paid anything. Now, my experience with church is that doesn't really happen anywhere else. Kind of the main leaders don't get paid. You know, they're the main kind of staff member, and, you know, they, sh they should get paid. So we are in a good position, but we're also in a very fortunate position that Steve and Leanne are, are very graciously, you know, working and putting a lot of effort in, as well as, you know, the million other things they do as well. So thank you. And also, um, yeah, that, that, that's great from our point of view. So at some point that could change, and we'll have to look at that going forward. You know, Steve and Leanne could come on board, you know, and then we'd obviously have to pay them a wage, you know they should be paid so that's something to think about as we go forward um yeah and obviously for that to happen we'd have to you know increase giving and you're, you're talking you know kind of 40 50 60 thousand euros etc if you were then having more people on board and having having the guys paid so that's something to think about um going forward if you go on the next slide um which i 
stole from a Catholic church, so I had to edit a, a bit of it. But, <laughs> but it, I don't know, for those people that are, you know like to look in, in a visual perspective anyway, um, yeah, I don't know who those staff members are or the, the kids down the bottom. But um, yeah, it just gives you an idea really of where all the money's going from a church point of view, just to get you thinking kind of, you know, where, where does it all go? So that's the pictures. And I know quite a lot of you like spreadsheets, so we're getting on to the, the numbers now. So, yep, happy days. Um, yeah, so there we go. So that's where we were in 2018. So I'm just going to talk about the big stuff. I'm not going to go through all. So there's three things I've picked out. Now, the biggest one there is staffing. So you can see that 51%. So that's the half of our money went on staffing. So obviously, we're very lucky. We have a great staff team. So we've got Ola and we've got Vanessa. And then more recently, we, Matthew's joined us as well, which is fantastic. So it's really important for us as a church to invest in people. So we need to invest in the people because then we can get a lot more done in the community and we can help Dublin. Without the people, you know, we, we just couldn't do it. So obviously a lot of your costs w will go on staffing and you can see in this year is about half. The other two things to say is rent. So actually we're pretty lucky with this place. Um, I know sometimes you go to lose on that and you think, oh, it could be a bit dingy or it wouldn't be lovely to have our own you know, wonderful place. I know I, I come from a church in New York which just bought a building for a million pounds and you think, oh, that'd be nice. But um, we are very lucky because this is in the city center. You know, you can park here. You've, we've, we've got space to grow. We've got a fantastic facility. So we are really blessed to have this place. We, we use it midweek as well. So, and there's lots of room. So we are really blessed um, and it is it's pretty cheap overall. You can see it's 16% of everything we pay. And then finally, giving. So giving, we want to keep it 10%. So I think that's something that's really important to us. We want to give, and that means to individuals and also means to, to group and work in the city and beyond, okay? And that's a separate part we're going to come on to in a minute because there is a certain amount of that pot that we still need to give for 2018. So um, Steve's going to run through that, and we're going to get your input into that as well. So that's the main thing. There are lots of other things we do spend money on as well, but um, they're on the smaller side. But if you want to know more information about that, please come and see me, and I can, I can go through that. But... Top line is income was higher than expenditure in 2018, and most of our money goes on staff, then rent, and then giving, and, and a number of other things. Okay, so any questions on that 2018 figure? Yes. So that's that's a fair point. It that's just how it's allocated. So we didn't actually spend that much in December, but that's, for example, I've included the we're going to give away an amount based on decisions made today. So I put that into December. So we didn't actually spend, it wasn't like we had a big party or something in the, in the staff team or anything like that. It was just, so, and that, it's a very finance thing. If you've got a budget, the last month of the year, you kind of get it through. Because you know, you use, use it or lose it kind of analogy. So um, yeah, so it is high, but there's, there's nothing directly linked to December about it. Does that all make sense? Yes, that's rounding. So yeah, exactly. That's a good point. So we did spend stuff on on, on that. So, um, but yeah, they round to 0%. So so a few things in there like, um, say there's kids, there's city groups, there's tab. It w it wasn't a lot, but we did some spend some money in those areas. Um, but yeah, it, it rounds to 0%. So <laughs> good, cool. Any other questions on 2018? Um, there's two two other areas we're going to look at. So. First is giving, and then we're going to look at 2019. So I'll hand you back to Steve, who's going to go through the giving. 
Great. Yeah, if you have questions, uh, do, uh, do let us know. Um, so giving, this is where we've given to you so far. We gave to Vox Magazine. Uh, they are, you know, they do make money from advertising and things, but they do need to do help. So that's kind of the, the main uh, evangelical uh, magazine that runs all across uh, the island of Ireland. And uh, we've used it ourselves. There we go. Greg's going to be our pretty model over there. We gave to the Christian unions, both UCD and TCD. Delighted to support these guys and uh, their events week and just generally to support the mission of the students on campus. We gave to Vingeri School Trust, where we've been. We didn't go this year, actually, but or we won't go this year. But um, for the last three years, uh, 16, 17, and 18, we've sent a team to Zambia, to a school there, and good friends of ours. Uh, and and uh, we've, we've just helped them with some finances over there, including giving the couple a holiday and things like that. Um, so we, uh, yeah, we gave to Vingeri School Trust. And we gave to the pro-life campaign during the referendum and what they were doing. So that's where the money has gone to so far. Um, and I guess some options, we've got 2,000 left to give, and we want to use this AGM as a moment to decide. Uh, and so uh, th there's some suggestions we've got, but if you've got a brilliant one, then we can sort of have a discussion. It, we're not going to vote on it, so look, we might, Greg and I might take it away and have a final decision, but we want your input. So we could give to the Lighthouse. Obviously, homelessness is a huge challenge in our city. We're here to bless and seek the peace and prosperity of the city. One simple way of doing that is to give to a Christian charity that has Christian input as it also feeds the homeless. So we give to the Lighthouse on Pier Street. We could give more to our church planting fund. We have about 11,000 in our church plant fund right now. We could just say, no, let's just give more because when we plant another church, we want to give 30,000, 40,000 or whatever to, to that church so we can get going. We could give to the guys that are coming back, uh, Martin and Carolyn, great friends of Leanne and I, who set up this school in Zambia, are coming back for a sabbatical and we're getting them to Ireland for a week and they're coming to, to be at our church and they're going to do a presentation. So we could use the money just to help them fund some of their sabbatical. They've been on the front line where they've got like five kids, they've adopted two others, they've set up a school in rural Zambia. It's uh, phenomenal. And they just need a bit of a break before they go back again. So we could give just to them, just help them come over here and have a rest. Um, we could give to Christians in Sport, which I think we'd like to. So, because you can sponsor children or sponsor youths that couldn't afford to go on the camp themselves. And we can say, we want to sponsor three youths from Dublin to go to the Christians in Sport camp this summer. Uh, I, I think that'd be a fantastic thing to do. And I thought of, I was thinking of something that's outside of Ireland. Uh, Zambia, obviously, the Zambia guys are. This is uh, David Montgomery, who's on our advisory team. He's spoken here a few times. He's just been appointed to run the student movements in Europe where there isn't a student movement or a student network. So he goes to some of the toughest sort of European cities where there's like a handful of Christian students, hardly any, and they haven't really formed anything to try and form Christian unions and mission, uh, you know, student mission. And I thought, you know, he's self-funded and he's on our advisory team. He's doing an amazing job. So we could fund him. So, and then there's, you know, what do you think? So, so look, it sounds like we'll definitely do Lighthouse, definitely do CIS. There's potential we could give something then to the Vingeri guys and something to Alpha. Yeah, maybe that's where we end up and we sort of split it a bit. Yeah, cool. Okay, great. Thanks, guys. We'll action that. And that's awesome. Uh, Greg, over to you, 2019. Just to let you know, the figures I gave before included the 2,000 that we're going to give away, okay? So that won't take the numbers down. That's included. So, okay, so... This is our ambition, so this is our budget income for 2019. So you can see it's, it's gone up quite a bit, so you've got 94,000 now, that's changed. There's two numbers that have changed in there. One is the tax relief claim, 
So um, a lot of work that Justin put in means that we're now able to claim tax back, which is fantastic from the government. Um, so all your giving, we can then claim. So Ola and myself, if you probably heard from us and you, we want your PPS number and your signature, it's because we can get money back from the government, which is fantastic. Um, and that's our aim. So that's kind of roughly one year's giving could, could amount to about 12,000 euros. So it's quite significant as well. So if you've not, or even if you just started giving, there is a form out there and literally you just need to know your PPS number. If you don't know it, even just fill your name and address out and sign it and, and pop it in the box or give it to myself or Ola. And you know you can text us your PPS number or Facebook, whatever, okay? And then we can then claim. So, so that's, that's really good news. So we've budgeted for that to come in for one year's and obviously in 2019. The other thing to note is on the regular donations, we're actually aiming for a 20% increase in giving. So we're kind of trusting in God in that. So if you actually look at the numbers here, um, you can see that's quite a big increase because we had an 8% increase in 2018. But we're trusting God that we, we, we can go grow. And we've seen that already actually through you know December and, and January, which is great. We've had a lot of people come on board for the first time and, and give, which is brilliant. Um, so, so that's our ambition that we have the 20% the giving along with a gift aid, it's quite a big step up in income this year. Um, and that's what we're aiming for, obviously, to, to help the vision. Now, obviously, if you are a giver, then fantastic and thank you. And I'd say always constantly, you know, consider what you are giving and, you know, think, is that the right amount? And if you haven't give, think about coming on board. And it might be a lower amount, it might be a higher amount. It, it doesn't matter. I think a lot of the time when I talk to people, some people don't give because they just haven't got around to it. So... If you can start something off, even if it's small or not massive, that's brilliant. And, you know, you help the church so much. So thank, thank you for that. Um, yeah, so the next slide is just on the expenditure. So what's changing? So obviously w w we want to spend more in 2019 based on um, a higher income. So uh, we expect, obviously, uh, like most budgets, our income expenditure will be flat for the year. So that's what we're working towards now. You can see on the pie chart behind me that we're basically investing more in people, so the staffing. So that number is 67%. So obviously we've got Ola, we've got Vanessa, um, we've got Maffi. So obviously Maffi came in for the last few months. So we've got Maffi in there for a full year, and then we've got Martine in terms of the kids' work as well. So that will just allow us as a church to do so much more um, in, in church and externally as well. So that, that's what we're giving. We really think it's important to to really kind of emphasize the people and invest in the people so we can carry out more work in, in the community and in Dublin. So that's our aim. Um, and also we want to make sure we pay fair. So we don't want people to work for the church and working for the church means they sacrifice and it's like, oh, I'll do that for a year or two, but I know I'm going to get, you know, rubbish money, or, you know. We, we want to actually invest and people think I can work here as a career. So that's what we're aiming to. And we now have salary scales set up as well. Um, so people can have a career and look at that working for the church, which is really good. And, and just to add in, in 1 Timothy, it says, the elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those who work as preaching and teaching. For scripture says, do not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the, the gain, and the worker deserves his wages. So I think that's, it's important biblically as well. Um, and we want to invest in the people because, you know, so we can do more in Dublin. So that's just a note. And that's just a comparison before. So it's basically saying from the other pots haven't changed that much. It's just the giving in people um, that we really want to invest in. And that's just a split out 
really of where it is. Now, those that are observant might notice a couple of lines that have just snuck on the bottom there. So that's basically so, so we haven't included that in our 2019 budget, but we do have to think as a church planning forward about if Stephen Leanne came on board. So the analogy is if they work 20 hours a week um, for the church, um, you know, what would it mean? And you can see it's obviously quite a significant rise from what we have in the budget to what we'd have to pay them if they did come on board. So it's something we need to think about for the future. It won't be in the budget this year, but we do have to think about, um, um, yeah, because as we said before, we are in a very fortunate position mm -hmm. that they, you know, we don't pay them at all and they, they do, you know, they do work for us. So that's something we need to look at and especially other churches would, would pay them already. Um, but yeah, so that's why we want the giving to increase to invest in the people. And, you know, we're not a business, we're not going to make, we're not making a profit for shareholders or anything like that. All the money will go to either invest in people or invest in, you know, activities or evangelism in the city. So, and, you know, you can come up at any time and we can talk about the detail. There's nothing to hide. You know, we, we have all the information as well. So that's just to point out um, where we are at the moment. Um, so, yeah, that's just a summary side. So the last one from me. So basically saying it's quite a step up in income. Now, some of that's thanks to the government and the gift aid. So we're going to get that in um, and all the great work Ola's been doing on that. Um, we want to keep giving it 10% because that is really important, right, to give. And you, you saw some of the things we're giving to and we'll continue to give to, which is great. Um, and also to, to make all that happen, you know, it's great. We've got, um, we have Mappy on board um, and we also have Martine and the kids worker coming on board on that. And obviously that will increase our expenditure. So, and then we need to look at Stephen Leanne in terms of, you know, how are we going to change, especially as we become bigger church, we need to think, you know, if these guys come on, on board as well, how does that look going forward? So it's just something to think about. It's not in the budget, but that's where we're investing at the moment. Okay, is that clear? Is there any questions on that one? Yes. We do, that's a good question. We do get some one-off gifts, so... I think I had it before. So you can see we do get some one-off gifts. They're not... They're not huge, so we do get some, but it's basically from any, everyone that gives in the church. It is directly linked to that. So, yeah, our other sources, obviously, the tax relief is something new, and we do get a little bit. But, yeah, you're right. Mostly it comes from everyone in the church. Yep. There you go. So that's where we're at. I think I'll hand over to Steve now yep. for the next bit. Is that right? Any questions? Any queries? Anything you want to talk about, reflections, don't be shy. Uh, it can be an obvious sort of, oh, why does this work like that? Or it can be a, is a controversial question? You can ask it. So any questions, any reflections? Yes, Jesse. Yeah. So just, just so you've missed, if you missed the question, there's X, there's five grand, six grand from last year, and we've had that consistently now for a few years. And we even had a bit of money that Leanne and I got from our old church that sent us that we didn't need to use because I was working. So th there's a bit of savings there. And so it's a great question. There's a few things we're thinking on. One is, if Leanne and I were to come on board, it would provide a kind of staggering plan. Because as you can see, from where we are now to say me coming on board would be a huge jump in, 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 in income and just be uh, unattainable over one year. So we could use the savings to say, okay, let's stagger this over three years. So like, I'm not saying this is going to happen. We're just trying to think like that. We don't want to leave ourselves exposed. So one of the options is to say, okay, this can stagger Steve or Leanne or both of us. Or, uh, or uh, I mean, by the way, I would love to keep the current dynamic. 
if we can find other pastors and leaders and deacons and people to be raised up. So even if it's not us, it'd be someone. So that's one option. The second option is you'd always have something like three months of salaries and three months of rent in your budget so that if ever there was a problem, recessions, you can always make sure you've honored everyone and all your commitments um, as well. And then the third thing in our heads is, well, if we were to plant again, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a bit more for that potentially. Um, but we have thought and prayed, and you, you know, you saw, I know you asked the question, Justin, you know too, like, oh, should we be spending more of this money? And I, at the moment, the way I, I'm, I'm hoping the sabbatical will be a moment for us to review where Leanne and I are at and what we think the next five or ten years looks like for us personally and the church. But for us, we just think it's worth holding on to that given. So I don't need to get too explicit in this, but you know, Leanne and I currently give to the church and take nothing back. Now, if we were to work for the church, we'd still give, but we wouldn't give the same proportion because we wouldn't be on the same salary uh, that I'm on with my company. And so there'd be this double effect of our giving would go down dramatically and we'd be paid. And so it's just hopefully to compensate for some of that in the coming years. But, you know, we don't want to be, it's that wisdom and vision thing. So do you have any thoughts? Does anyone, did you have any follow-up or did you just, yeah? It makes sense. Yeah, did anyone have any, I think it's a good question. We do have savings and we do have this surplus, so, yeah. Yes, Steve. Well, we kind of have Maffy as a pastor in training, as an apprentice. And so um, I won't share for Maffy because he can share one-to-one, but he, we're looking at what next year looks like. And so that could be something. But Maffy's personal desire, I don't think you might be saying this, is to be a pastor and a maybe a planter here or somewhere. So uh, this is a year for, for testing Maffy and, and come on board with that. Do you want to say anything else? No. So, so in a sense, that's, that's encouraging for us. Um, and then we have now two student interns, so that's awesome. So it's sort of se- early seeding of, of potential leaders there, and we want to keep investing in that. And that's why I said it wouldn't necessarily have to be me. So the budget's gone up to 67% for next year, and that includes Martina. Um, but as we go forward, it could be other people that could come on board. And so I think the way we think about that, that's a, and it actually links to Justin's question, and you may have realized that yeah, that's maybe, maybe you asked him. If we found the right person, we could move, which is quite exciting. So if you suddenly someone turns up and says, you know, I'm, you know, they connect with the church, they're gifted and experienced, and they want to work 20 hours a week, and, do so, and we go, look, great, actually, we have some money here to get you going, and the church giving can rise, kind of what we're saying about me and Leanne. So, but I think it's still a big prayer for us, really, long-term leaders and long-term lay leaders and paid leaders in the church who stick around, yeah. So thank you. Anything, any follow-up? No, great. Thanks, Steve. Great question. Anything else? No? Okay, well, we have five minutes. So thanks for coming. Any questions, speak to myself, Greg, Ola. Um, I just want to finish with two, two passages, and then I want us to pray. I want us to look out at Dublin. You, if you were here in September, we did a series on Jonah called Sent to the City. And Jonah, God says, if you remember the story, Jonah doesn't want to go. The city is the big, bad place. It's like everyone's got different opinions to him. It's scary. It's dangerous. No one's Jewish. He's a Jew. Um, you know, it's, it's Nineveh. It's the enemy. Uh, it's expensive. You know, uh, it's not comfortable. It might have oppression. It might have loneliness. You know, his family aren't there. Oh, these things sound familiar to our eyes when we think about Dublin. He longed for Jerusalem, for Israel, for comfort, security, familiarity. He was thinking about his life and his future from a self-centered point of view uh, rather than God's point of view. And God challenges him to think, what is this message of salvation is needed by people that don't know. That should be more consuming in your decision-making, Jonah. 
And so he says to him, Jonah, if you remember, has to, he has a real debate with God and his vine grows up overnight and he covers him and gives him shade and the heat. He's sort of looking on Nineveh from a distance in the desert going, you know, smite it, God. And God provides this plant and then the plant dies. And then God says, but God said, you'd be more concerned about this plant. Comfort. Plant means comfort. You'd be more concerned about this plant Though you did not tend it or make it grow, it sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right and their left, and also many animals? So I want just to encourage you guys and to pray into that God wants us to think about the city and our future and make decisions based on his kingdom here in this city. Uh, we have a verse, Jeremiah 29, 7, you know, this time to the, Bab- to the Jewish people in Babylon, the other enemy, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I've carried you. And he says, settle down, buy homes, get married, like do the long-term stuff in the city. It's not for everyone. There should be no guilt. It should be from a place of faith. But may God raise our faith like he had to. May he change our hearts like he did Jonah's. So we want to pray for the city as we think about our money and think about staffing and think about becoming a church planting church and think about raising leaders and think about things like Youth Alpha. And then I want us to look up. We look out to the city, and then we look up to him who is able. It's timely that Leanne spoke on this passage. Now to him who is able to do, a bi- to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. He's talking about the church. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. So what I'd love it is if you just get into your pairs and your threes, pray for the city, pray for the church, pray for the finances, and uh, pray for just God to provide and do immeasurably more. Is that okay? And we're done, but we're here for questions. Thank you. Let me just pray. Jeremiah 29, 7. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I've carried you in exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for if it prospers, you too will also prosper. Lord, we pray for our city. We thank you for Dublin, for all its uh, all that it brings, all that it offers. We thank you that uh, we see your image everywhere. We see your people everywhere, and people that don't know you are everywhere, and they carry your image. But we also see the kingdom of darkness and we see sin and, and people that are far from you and people that are perishing and people like the Ninevites that hadn't heard the message of salvation. And we pray, Lord, make us a church that uses our time, our energy, our, our efforts, our talents and our money for the, the furtherance of your kingdom in this city. And that this church would grow and be built and mature and be missional and be merciful and be multi-ethnic and multi-generational and would ultimately multiply in this city and all over Ireland. And we pray for lay leaders and, and paid leaders and just that sense of participation in the gospel, that we be in this together, this community that demonstrates your wisdom to the heavenly realms, that we'd understand that and participate and play our role. And so thank you for tonight. And thank you that you're the God who provides. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.